Welcome to Getting Technetical, a Technetics podcast. Your source for insights on engineered ceiling and component solutions for the world's most demanding environments. Hello and welcome to this episode of Getting Technetical with Technetics. I'm Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the podcast. Today we're going to be discussing clean rooms and their importance and the products that Technetics produces to make them possible. And joining me on the podcast today is Andrew Bastian. He is the Director of Product Management and Strategy for the Technetics Group. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Excellent, excellent. Well, let's let's dive on in and uh, talk about clean rooms. And, and first of all, let's start off just by discussing the different types of clean rooms and the varying levels of cleanliness they require. Can you break down the the, the various options that exist in that in that area? Sure. There are two major classifications for clean rooms. One, you'll see like class ten, class one hundred, class one thousand, and it kind of goes up from there. And then the other class, which I believe is the ISO class, it'll go class 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, all the way down to 1, where 1 is the cleanest. So a class 1 clean room, kind of the scales go the opposite direction. I'm more familiar with the, uh, I guess, the the class 1 through 10 scale. We have one class 5 clean room and two class 8 clean rooms. The class 8 clean rooms, that's, and remember, those are the ones that allow more particles. However, they're still orders of magnitude um, more controlled than, say, just an ordinary workspace. Those we use for a couple processes. And then the class five we use for precision cleaning and packaging. Absolutely. So, yeah, we were going to talk about that, but let's let's dive into that now that, that Technetics has your own clean rooms, right? And, and so tell me about the, the different applications for those clean rooms and, and what they're used for then. Yeah, so the the two class eight clean rooms, and actually, just because I call them class eight, that's what we have them certified to because that's what's required by our specs. They often will actually even perform even better than that uh, when mm-hmm. we test them. But the the two class eight ones we use for two processes. The first process is a molding operation. So we we put the PTFE into the mold, and then we we press it to a, a green form shape. And uh, we, we, we do it in the clean room basically to prevent any sort of particle from the environment or from the maybe the HVAC unit or from the even the operator's clothing from getting in there during the process. And then the other process that we, we do is we have a slitting operation, which is where you take a, a roll form of material and then you, you run it over a series of, they're like, they're blades. And... Um, it cuts them, and we do that in a class eight clean room. The class five clean room is it's a much higher um, qualification because we're actually they're taking a finished product, which could be a, a molded shape or a machined product. It, typically, they're machined products, and we are cleaning them through any one of a number of our cleaning procedures. Um, probably the most you know common uh, procedures uh, in there are going to be things like. Uh, deburring operations, uh, deionized water washing, certain IPA cleaning operations will be conducted in there. And so once the the product is cleaned, then we will package it uh, in that same room with a clean room package. And these these products are then, when they're transported, they'll be delivered to the customer who typically will have their own clean room, uh, such as in a semiconductor fab or maybe a semiconductor capital equipment OEM, 
will will take it and uh, open it inside their own clean room. That way, there's no contamination at any point in the transportation process. So yeah, that's the way we use our clean rooms. So how have you seen you know having your own clean rooms there on site uh, really be beneficial for Technetics when it comes to lead times and turning around products and, and things along those lines? Is, has that proven to be extremely beneficial? Yeah, absolutely. For the, the packaging and the uh, post-production cleaning, if we did not have our own on site, we would have to ship it from our location in Houston, either to Florida or to California where there are businesses whose sole business is to clean. But since we have our own captive shop, um, we're able to eliminate that back and forth, which saves, I mean, I, I think you're talking minimum of, I mean, a minimum of three days, you know, overnight shipping there and back and, you know, one day to actually do the work. And that's, you know, that's <laughs> spending a lot of money to to get it cleaned. You know, I think normal shipping, you know, you, we could be talking over a week of lead time added for that. Then uh, the other thing that I've seen is with the, the two processes that I, I mentioned, we use both of those to meet certain very stringent manufacturing processes detailed by uh, one is for the aerospace industry and one is for the medical device industry. So if we did not have these clean room processes, we would not be able to compete for that business at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've mentioned a couple of different industries that, that Technetics products are, are used in. Can you tell me some of the products or some of the industries where your products are most commonly utilized when it comes to clean room applications and, and, and the products that you've created in clean room environments? Sure. So the uh, two that come to mind, one of the clean room processes that we do is a UV inspection of the material after, after we're all done. And what we're looking for in that inspection is any sort of, there's, there's a visual check. You can tell if there's like a, a it's, we call it marbling. And it's just like a, it's not perfectly uniform all the way through the material. And in both of those products I'm thinking of, they're both used for as electrical insulators. And one of them is used in desalination units, in the oil and gas refining industry. They, I guess, some of the brine from that process gets into either the oil or the gas and they get put in these very large uh, machines and they have to um, put very high voltage electricity um, through, I, I really don't know how it works, but they put enormous uh, voltage uh, through the part. And if there's any sort of marbling, it will break apart. Likewise, the other uh, part that I'm thinking about, which we manufacture in a, a clean room, and then we also um, inspect it with a clean room is used to guard planes against electrical strikes. So if a plane is flying, it's going to create a large static charge on its wings due to the uh, just the friction that uh, is natural as the plane flies through the air. And mm -hmm. if it goes through a thunderstorm, um, it's a a target for lightning strikes. So you have this electrical isolator on there and it protects the, the plane and in particular the fuel systems from, from that. Now, if you have any sort of marbling again, which could be caused by maybe some piece of non, non PTFE material in there, or it could be caused by something else too, but you haven't captured it through your inspection uh, process. Um, it, that would be a potential very large problem for you. Mm -hmm. 
So what kind of controls uh, do you have in place to prevent contamination during manufacturing? Uh, what kind of things do you do to, to safeguard that from happening? So we purchase high-quality materials to, to a rigid purchasing spec. Uh, we use only the highest-quality materials um, on our products. Uh, so once we've got clean, pure material in, we then open the material using the correct in, in, a, in a sterile, clean environment, we will minimize contact with the material. We will use uh, only clean, polished, often chrome-plated surfaces to touch the material. And then we'll put it into uh, similar, very clean uh, molds when we make the material. All of those, anything that touches the material is uh, cleaned in between jobs. So there's no cross-contamination. And then while the, I guess the process or the operator is nearby, he, he or she will be suited up. We call them bunny suits. Uh, they're the white Tyvek suits. Mm-hmm. And then depending on the part, I mean, so if it becomes a machined, uh, a part which goes to a CNC machine, and depending on what the needs are of the, of the part, we may go with a dry machining operation so we don't introduce any coolant. Even then, when they're done, then they can be deburred and, and flushed and cleaned with whatever cleaning method is required to get to the acquired service cleanliness. Interesting. So have you have you seen any particular industries where uh, maybe demand for that particular product or that particular industry has has risen? So their demand for, for products created in the clean room or even just clean rooms themselves has grown. So maybe semiconductors or something along those lines. Have you seen any growth in an area like that that needs more, uh, th- that's maybe driving demand for some of these products? Yep. I think the two major industries where we're seeing this used are semiconductor and medical device. Semiconductor is definitely the largest by volume. They use PTFE in their wet chemical processes and any debris or FOD, foreign object debris, in the process is a potential contaminant on a wafer. And uh, they, I don't know how much you know about wafers, but they, you know, one one defect in, in them can potentially cause catastrophic damage to the uh, to the silicone wafer. And they've been incredibly successful at eliminating those. Uh, PTFE and the cleaning uh, standards, which they they hold all their parts to, um, is, is a big reason why they've been so successful with that. On the, I did mention also medical devices. Uh, we see, we're definitely seeing more and more interest in PTFE from that field. And they are not, maybe as numerous by like pounds of PTFE, but their requirements are often higher, meaning that they're, I guess, more the cost of, of, a, of an unclean surface is, 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 is incredibly high and they really hold us to a very tight standard for all of their products. So Andrew, in your opinion, what kind of what what helps Technetics maybe stand out from your competitors, and what really sets you apart, and what are your key differentiators when it comes to the products that 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 you are manufacturing? Well, I don't think very many, and well, I don't know of any that have an on-site class five clean room. I believe that we're the only one, and that's the reason that we've done very well. And and this, if you if you need 
a product that is cleaned and you need it fast, we have to be one of the best options uh, because everybody else is shipping them back and forth across the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Andrew, is there anything we haven't covered yet or um, maybe even a, a summary statement that you'd like to make that just kind of uh, puts a bow on this episode and maybe helps drive home the point of, uh, of clean rooms and everything that Technetics does in this area? Sure. We take quality and cleanliness of our materials very seriously. We have in the last year, you know, improved by adding, you know, the, the, the press as a, as a new clean room process, which I mentioned, and I see us only improving in that area. We see that the market uh, demands high quality, defect-free, FOD-free products, and that's the way we're trying to position ourselves. We are pushing the envelope ourselves on making cleaner and, and better products. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Andrew Bastian, he is the Director of Product Management and Strategy for Technetics Group. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me here on Getting Technetical and breaking down uh, what Technetics does in the area of clean rooms and uh, the products that you manufacture. Thank you, Tyler. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Absolutely. I enjoyed it as well. And everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode of Getting Technetical with Technetics. I hope you enjoyed it. Of course, we have previous episodes of the podcast, including ones with Andrew, uh, that you can go back and listen to to stay up to date with everything that Technetics is doing uh, across a number of different industries. And of course, we'll be back soon with more episodes of the podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening. <laughs>